The world is a beautiful but challenging place to live. And let's face it, life hits hard sometimes. So if you find your hopes and dreams and mental well-being needs a boost, you're tuned in to the right podcast. Welcome to Inspire Us with your host, Jay Paul Nadeau, a former hostage negotiator turned motivational speaker and acclaimed author of Take Control of Your Life. And now, here's your host, Jay Paul Nadeau. Hello, everyone. My next guest went from being a world-class, insecure, people-pleaser, and queen of self-sabotage with a severe imposter syndrome and a splash of trust and daddy issues. She was very codependent. She was very needy. She was full of that self-doubt and feared judgment. She attracted toxic relationships, too. And she felt completely purposeless. She went from all that to falling in love with herself and her life and is now empowering women all over the globe to do the same. And did I mention she happened to have some great energy? My next guest is Rita Pira, and I am pleased to introduce her to you. Hello, Rita, and welcome to Inspire Us. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. Um, I joined Clubhouse about two weeks ago and I joined a room in which you were speaking. And I got to say, my jaw dropped. I was listening to you. I was totally captivated by your story and by who you are and how your life has transformed. You went from being a very insecure young woman uh, with self-sabotaging tendencies. You, you had daddy issues. Your belief system sucked as a, yeah. as, as a young person. And, but yet you transformed into this incredible individual that you are today. And I know that all of our listeners here today are going to want to hear your story and find out who Rita Pira really is. Yeah, I do have quite the story, if I may say so myself. Um, I do remember that day we connected in Clubhouse and it was every time I'm in Clubhouse, I find myself coaching. I find myself just telling my story and people are captivated by it and they're reaching out and saying they resonated with what I shared. So I know that I'm not alone in the fact that I was a world-class insecure people pleaser, queen of self-sabotage. I suffered from severe imposter syndrome that kept me stuck for a decade I definitely had a splash of trust and daddy issues and I was extremely codependent. I was needy, full of self-doubt. I feared judgment like it was my job. I attracted one toxic relationship after the other. I felt completely purposeless. I had the whole dark night of the soul experience and I have gotten to a point now in my life where I have fallen so madly in love with myself and my life that I am empowering women to do the same all over the globe. So that is, in a nutshell, I guess, <laughs> who I was. <laughs> oh, Rita. <laughs> yeah, Rita. All right. You know what? <laughs> yes, you, you certainly didn't have it going on way back when. <laughs> and a lot of people are experiencing that right now, Rita. A lot of people are feeling the way that you did. Um, They're feeling like imposters. They're feeling inadequate. They're feeling unaccomplished. They're feeling fear. They are unable to 
uh, unstuck themselves. So mm. I, what was it in your life that made you take a different route? What was it that started to build Rita into who she is today? You know, when I was a kid, I was bullied and I was always a, a really nice kid and I just wanted everyone to like me. There's the whole people pleaser thing. The things that we learned from our childhood, we carry with us as adults. And from age zero to seven, your mind is completely subconscious. It's picking up things and forming a belief system that basically runs the show when you're an adult. So if you're not aware of what you picked up as a kid that's running the show, you are unconsciously creating your reality. Whereas when you become aware of what your thoughts are, what your beliefs are, your behaviors, your emotions, you are creating your life intentionally, right? And co-creating with the universe, if you will. So for example, my belief system, I was programmed to worry about what people think. Culturally speaking, I'm Assyrian. I'm It's ancient Babylonian, not Syria, Assyrian. So I was programmed to care what people think, to worry about it was number one, number one. And I had to take care of everyone else first. My mom was um, is still the, the type of person that will take the shirt off of her back, put you first, put herself so last that she would give up the front seat, the back seat, and would probably sit in the trunk so you could have somewhere to sit. And so I learned to give, 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 and to never take to be worthy of love and never leave the man that you're with no matter what. And so I found myself in toxic relationships. I was getting lied to and cheated on and staying no matter what. And it was just impossible for me to allow someone to do anything for me, even pay for dinner. I believed that I had to get married and have kids and all these different beliefs that I, I came to realize um, now in retrospect, like that was what was running my life. And so the reason why I'm sharing that is because I lived by all those beliefs without realizing them. Once you become aware, then you can stop living life by some belief system that you don't even realize is, is running the show. And so for me, when I was in Chicago, where I'm from originally working at a call center and I, one day just, it just hit me. I'm not happy. I don't want to work this job. I don't want to have to get married and have kids. I don't want to live the life that people are telling me I have to live. Like I often invite people to reflect on who were you before someone told you who to be? What brings you joy? What lights you up? What is it that makes you you? And what is it that people are telling you to be? And who are you trying to portray yourself to be? What mask are you wearing for people to like you, to approve of you, right? In fear of judgment and all of that. So once I, I was sharing this little bit of me working in a cubicle and one day I, I was kind of like, I, I don't want to be here. I don't like this job. I, I want to find something else to do. My inner being knew I was not happy. And so I filled out this application I found online for something called the truth tour. And I didn't think anything of it. Just filled it out. Let it go. I get a phone call. They go, hey, congratulations. We want to set up a phone, phone interview with you, 15-minute phone interview. I'm like, cool, let's do it. Set that up. Again, a month later, congratulations. You made it to the next round. We want you to send in a three-minute video of yourself. Cool, I'll do that. Done. Congratulations, you made it to the next round. We want you to fly to New York to audition in person. And I'm like, okay, cool, awesome. See you there. Without even hesitating, I said yes, because that was my initial intuitive response. And so I didn't go into victim mode or fear-based mindset where I'm, oh no, what if my boss doesn't give me the days off? 
oh no, I don't have the money for this. Oh no, what if I don't get it? And then I'm just wasting money flying, traveling, getting there, hotel, all the things. Who knows what could happen, right? Fear-based thoughts. I said, nope, it's coming to me for a reason. I'm going to say yes and see what happens. And so I went to the boss, my boss's office. I went to her and I said, hey, I have this audition in New York. Um, I need these days off, please. She looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> she said, this, was a, this was a bank call center. And she's like, no, sorry, Rita, I can't give you the days off. What am I supposed to do at this point, Paul? Do I go turn around, go put my head down in the cubicle, get back to work and just go, I guess it's not meant to be. No, I immediately said to her, I'm going to go anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so then I turned back around, went to my cubicle, went back online, found the cheapest flight I could find. Mind you, I'm in my early 20s at this point. I'm working at a call center, paycheck to paycheck. I have rent to pay. I have a car payment. I have bills. I could have very easily said, I guess it's not meant to be. I'm not taking that risk. I need a job. I need this job. Right. But mind you, I wasn't happy in the first place. So then I guess I could find another one when I come back if I don't get it. Like, I don't want to ever wonder what if. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. what fuels me. That's what pushes me. It's like when something's coming my way, I entertain it because it's for a reason. It's for me. Everything happens for you, not to you. And I really believe that full heartedly. I say yes to everything that comes my way. If it's an automatic yes by my intuition. And I know that because when I talk myself out of something, I need to talk myself back into it because my fear, my ego, my logical mind was trying to talk me out of what my intuition was telling me to do. Yes. And you have touched on so many really important topics and, and, uh, nuggets that we need to explore a little further, a lot of people are unaware. That's the thing. They live their lives the way people have dictated for them to live it, and they're unaware that they have a choice, that they can change the direction of their lives. So that's one thing that came to you, and I I want to find out if there was something that really triggered that. I know that you were sitting there in an unfulfilled, unhappy life, you know, working in a, a bank call center and just kind of, is this my life? Is this where I'm going? And then when opportunity knocked you 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 jumped for it you went for it you said something that i say all the time as well um it's things don't always happen to you they happen for you you know when you take a look at the opportunities and and a lot of people my listeners are going to laugh because i say this almost every show but i do not want to be visited on my deathbed by the ghosts of missed opportunities who tell me dude you had so many opportunities I threw your way. You took none of them. None. <laughs> you missed this and you missed that. No, I want to be visited by spirits to say, hey, that was a rock and roll. What a ride that was. Way to go, Nado. I love what- the two different accents that those voices have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one's kind of weak, you know, and kind of like, well, you regret, such regret. We cannot live our lives in regret. Yeah. And and you really, uh, what happened after you auditioned you? Because you, and again, oh, wow. And I'm talking too much. It's your show. Um, <laughs> when you told your boss, no, I love that because you stood for yourself, uh, a person who wasn't standing for herself before. You stood for yourself and not enough people realize that they can stand and say no. Yeah, it's out of fear. We, we were compliant. We try to make people happy. We're people pleasers, right? I guess some people are, not everyone is. 
but yeah, I did definitely say I'm going to go anyway. And if I come back and I don't have a job, then so be it. But I'm not going to wonder what if for the rest of my life, you know. I do so. know that. So tell us uh, after that, what happened? Yeah. Oh, it gets so good. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, I always tell people something similar about the whole um, being, being visited by the ghosts of, of regret or uh, what did you call it? I call them missed, miss, missed opportunities. Yeah. I always say you don't want to end up on your deathbed full of regret of not doing things in your life, not living it the way you wanted to live it out of fear of what people would say, because it's the funniest and most ridiculous thing when you think about it. Like you're not going to live your life out of fear of what people will think or say that it's, it's just kind of laughable now for me when that was what was guiding my life. Oh my God, how freeing it is to not give a shit what people think. Oh my goodness. Like it really is empowering, isn't it? And when you think back then, that lack of confidence closes so many doors and people disrespect you for not standing up for yourself or for not saying no. It's amazing. People will judge you and they, you know, we think that they're always talking about us when they talk about us maybe for 30 seconds because they got their own lives to take care of. But when somebody stands up for what they believe in, when they have that confidence, that's when people start talking about mm -hmm. you, but they don't talk behind your back or if they do, it's all positive stuff. Yeah, it's really, I mean, a lot of a lot of it is when people are talking about you, it's because it's a reflection of their how they feel about themselves, that they don't have the courage to do what you are doing. And honestly, if someone is talking, let them there, whether whether you do or you don't do the thing, they're gonna talk anyway. I realized you could try to be perfect, you're not gonna please everyone. It is impossible. So I say live your life, baby. Live it to the fullest and don't give a shit what anyone says or thinks. And I'm finally living my truth. And that's why doors are opening. I'm connecting with people. I'm not filtering myself to make other people comfortable. You know what I mean? Mm, I absolutely know what you mean, because I'm living that life too. It, it, it really is about standing on your own two feet and standing for yourself, not listening. Mm -hmm. And I have been guilty of trying to be a, a person pleaser, people pleaser, and saying yes, 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 until I realized that that gets you very, um, gets you nowhere, it gets you yeah. very, very little out of life. Sets you, know, you back, if anything. That's exactly what it does. And mm -hmm. not, not to mention what it does to your mental wellness and to your belief system and, and uh, to your overall joy. Yeah, absolutely. And so going back to my story, yeah, I, I go off on tangents sometimes, but it always sure. comes back full circle. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. All right. So, okay. So I'm in, in the cubicle, booked the flight, did all the things. I fly to New York and there's a whole other process that goes with it. So I get there and there's a bunch of other different things I had to do. Like there's a scavenger hunt thing and running around New York City and proving myself or trying to win a race or trying to whatever it was. So this is for the truth tour. It's this campaign that you may have seen these commercials about smoking cigarettes. The, they're like these really in your face commercials. Um, so the tour was for Vans Warped Tour. And then they had another one for Tony Hawk and one skating tour. So this is what I was essentially auditioning for to work on Van, uh, the truth tour as a brand ambassador MC. Okay. Mm. And they would choose whether to put me on Vans or the Tony Hawk and one tour. And so what happened was after the whole audition process, 
I get a phone call. Congratulations. You're so you're selected. You are going to be on Vans Warp Tour. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> Amazing. I, instead of waking up, it, it, working in a cubicle every single day, I'm now waking up on a tour bus in a different city every single day. Not only am I alongside freaking Katy Perry and a hundred other bands that I'm not really familiar with. I'm not going to lie because the punk rock tour thing was not my jam. I'm like this girly girl breaking a nail on tour. And it was really funny. <laughs> um, but so it's, it's interesting because they put a microphone in my hand, Paul, and they said, here you go. And I'm like, what do I do? They're like, go have fun. I'm like, okay. And so <laughs> I discovered my talent, my gift, my passion, my love for having a microphone in my hand. And I didn't even know that that was something I was good at. And I wouldn't probably, I wouldn't have ever discovered it if I didn't say yes to this crazy, risky opportunity. And so I discovered that, that that is a gift, that, that I'm good at that, that it lights me up. The second the mic was passed to somebody else, I was like, can I get it back, please? <laughs> like, it lit me up. And after the tour was over, it was a three-month tour. I woke up in a different city every day, and I'm just living this rock star life instead of being in a cubicle, miserable day after day after day, right? And it's like, you're not here to be miserable. You're not here to suffer. You are here to live an exciting, amazing life. You're here to unfold. Just go with the flow. Let magic happen. Meet new people. Have experiences. You're not here to be miserable and work and pay bills and then die. That's not what life is about. See, and so once I realized that and being on this tour, I got a taste of magic. I was mm -hmm. like, whoa, what else is out there for me? This is cool. And so <laughs> then I went back to Chicago and I'm unpacking my suitcase and my soul was dying a little as I'm uh, taking every shirt. Out, I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no. How do I do this? Um, how do I go back to normal life? What? Do, this is not, no, I don't want to <laughs> do this. And almost immediately, it's like me having that conversation within my myself, my, my own head of my phone rang. And it was someone from tour. And this guy goes, hey, we're doing a show in Vegas. You want to come? What do uh, you think I said? Oh, let me think here. I'm not a thing for too long. You said, when do I <laughs> arrive? Yes. I was like, yes, duh, of course, absolutely. Because I've developed now a confidence in saying yes to whatever, because now I've got a small win, right? It was a big win, but really, I mean, as, as you say yes to things, you develop a confidence and more of a comfort kind of, it becomes a new comfort zone for you to trust that when you say yes, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And so I was like, okay, yeah, totally. And started, I booked a flight, started repacking for Vegas. I go for three days, three days on my third day, hour before my flight, suitcase in hand, standing in front of the MGM Grand, with waiting for the shuttle to take me back to Chicago. And I felt my soul dying a little again. Mm. I was like, no, you don't have to go back. I said, who said that? Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go back to Chicago. Who said that? Like, wait, I don't have to go back. Palm trees, pool parties, beautiful weather, Chicago. <laughs> I don't want to go back to Chicago. So then I was like, I'm going to stay but you don't have anywhere to stay. You don't know anybody here. You don't have it. What, you, what are you going to do? Shut up. I'm staying. <laughs> like, it's like this internal dialogue, like between your intuition and your logical mind. 
right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like your intuition's like, play, have fun, say yes, do shit, have fun, live your life. And then your logical mind is no, no, no. And it's that voice of reason or your mom or your dad or whatever programming you have of what you believe is what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And so I turn around, I go to the bellhop and I go, Hey guys, can you, um, can you watch my suitcase for me real quick, please? I don't know when I'll be back. I'm just like totally missing my flight on purpose. Going to go see what happens. And so I walk toward the casino floor. I didn't even make it a quarter way in. And the, this guy comes my way and just stops me dead in my tracks. It was almost like the universe was like, Oh, you want to play? Let's play. Here you go. It's like, choose your own adventure, Paul truly is like every decision you make, everything that's happening every single day, you get to decide what will today look like for me? Do I go outside and play? Do I stay home? Do I cook? Do I go out to eat? Do I whatever? Choose your own adventure every day, every day. Mm -hmm. You can talk to strangers, you can engage with your environment, or you can just be like, you know, super zoned in to your own world and not even pay attention to what's in your immediate orbit that you, I believe, have energetically attracted into your immediate environment, your immediate orbit. I don't believe there are anything, there are anything such as coincidences. I think everything happens for you, not just for a reason before you, and even you and I, the way we um, connected. Like mm -hmm. energetically, we were brought to that same room at the same time. You heard yep. me speak. You were speaking. And I was like, this guy is totally my cup of tea. Like we just, it was a vibe, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So so the guy that stopped me in, in the casino, still friends with him till this day, by the way, that night, because he worked, so he worked at the bank at the Bellagio. He had this VIP list or whatever. And he's like, you want to come to the bank at the Bellagio? I got VIP, this and that. I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? And so I went there that night. I was shoulder to shoulder with Leonardo DiCaprio in his VIP instead of on an airplane, shoulder to shoulder <laughs> with some guy who would probably talk my ears off. Mm, wow. And, and that's all because you stopped, you examined your situation. And for a moment there, you said, why not? Why, why not? not? And why I- not? Absolutely love that because opportunities, sometimes we have to create them on our own. They don't always fall into our laps. We just have to take risks. We have to do something. You did. You, wow. Uh, what an incredible story. And I'm oh, sure it gets better. Oh, I know. I was going to say, <laughs> I know it gets better. So I'm going to shut up and you keep talking. <laughs> take me on this journey. This is going to be my TED talk, Paul. <laughs> all right. All right. Going to hold you. I, no, you know what? This would be such a great TED talk. Really? Yeah, carry on. That's awesome. Cool. <laughs> so, so check it out. So one day, I'm again. It it seems to be the the way things are happening when I was in Vegas. I don't know. I got stopped again by someone, and he goes, "Hey, where are you going?" I'm like, "I don't know. I'm just, you know, I missed my flight. I'm just going to the pool. I don't know." He says, "Well, there's a pay per view fight. Do you want to go with me?" And I'm like, "Okay." And so I was like, "All right," and I ended up. Um, fourth row at this pay-per-view fight with Casimir and Vasquez, if I remember incorrectly. And I'm hanging out with Mike Tyson. I'm in the middle of the ring, all of these things. Then another day, I'm at the mall, minding my own business, shopping, and it's 2008. So uh, someone is standing outside of the store I'm shopping at, and I, I feel the energy. I see him from the corner of my eye. I'm like, oh gosh, I got to dodge this guy. He's going to try to talk to me or something. And I'm walking out, and he, of course, comes my way, hands me a business card. I look at it, VH1 casting director. 
he's offering me to be on a reality TV show because he said I look like Kim Kardashian. <laughs> and so I'm laughing and I'm like, thanks, but no, my mom would kill me. So this is the first time I said no to something. And I wonder what would have happened if I had done it. But in me saying no to that, because I had my own judgment against reality TV. And mind you, this was brand new at the time. It was um, like rock of love, flavor of love were the only things out. And so he was like, oh, okay, well, they're, they're filming. They're, someone's over here filming a Warner Brothers movie. It should be good. You want to do that? I'm like, okay, that sounds legit. <laughs> so the next day, 5 a.m. call time. I'm having breakfast. They catered food in and whatever. I have this bikini on. They did my hair and makeup. They go sit here and look pretty. 14 hours of that. I was like, why did I sign up for this? Oh my God, how miserable. Next thing you know, Paul, I take up the entire screen in a white bikini in the movie, The Hangover. Oh, wow. <laughs> All this uh. because I said that I'm going to fly to New York and audition for this tour and then go to Vegas on a whim uh, after being invited. It's just like doors, invitations, say yes to things, just explore, see what happens and just surrender and let it, let it unfold. Stop worrying so much and because worrying is praying for the stuff you don't want. That's right. And for everybody listening, there are so <laughs> many gems here that uh, Rita is, is dropping and sharing with us. It's so true. Sometimes you just have to say yes and sometimes you can say no, but you just have to put yourself out there because you never know what is awaiting for you. And what I love, a lot of things that I love about what you said is that once you get that little bit of confidence, it, you, you give yourself permission to have a little bit more. And then you have another experience and you give yourself permission to have a little bit more. And eventually that confidence is solid. It, it's part of your galvanized uh, suit and, and you just go out with the world and do um, such extraordinary things, which you have done and you continue to do. So is there more to that story? Because I know there is and I, I, should, I should just be quiet. This is your show. The Vegas stories, I ended up living there. I am. Um, the guy that I told you that I know till this day, he ended up getting me a job with him. And so I had my own guest list. Now I was Miss VIP managing. All I had to do was go and collect pretty women from the bathrooms of the pool parties. And I made money off of every single one that I brought. So that was fun. Got an apartment and just, it got boring after a while. You know, Vegas is, is only good for a little while. Mm. So then I, I had this, um, I had this intuition just to kind of, okay, I'm done here. I think I'm done here, you know? And so I looked on Craigslist to find a job. And this is again, before it was creepy. It was pretty legit at the time. I found this application for a job with Barbizon, this modeling and acting agency, school training, personal development sort of thing. And I read the description. I was like, oh my God, this is exactly me in every way, shape and form. This is so meant for me and how magical that I just decided I'm going to move back and boom, this is going to be the job I'm going to get. I know it for sure. Just even having that belief and confidence in this is my job. I, I submitted my resume, got a phone call with them and they said, we'd love to meet you after talking with them. And I said, well, I'm in Vegas. They're like, oh gosh. Okay. Well, call us whenever you come back. I'm like, I'll be there tomorrow. And I packed up my car and drove. It was like 26 or something hours straight back there for this interview, got the job and was with them for a year and a half where I crushed it. And it was the best experience ever. And I'm using those skills that I learned in that job today in my coaching business. 
That is amazing. Wow, what a great story. It all comes full circle. It's really crazy. It really does come full circle. Now, you are doing a lot of new things, uh, and you're a very active part of the clubhouse, and a lot of people appreciate you there. Uh, you are a presence on Instagram, and uh, you're in a coaching business. Tell us about, uh, about your coaching business and, and the things that you're doing now. Yeah, thanks for asking. I am really just trying to help women, especially women. I mean, I have helped some men as well, but to mostly help the women that are where I was just a few short years ago. And that's in health and wellness in your mindset in all the things I mentioned in the beginning, you know, the self-sabotage, the people pleasing, the imposter syndrome, the, the self-doubt, the fear, the fear-based mindset, fearing judgment, um, codependency, feeling like you need to be in a relationship with someone to feel whole and just purpose feeling, feeling like you don't have a purpose and helping you to basically heal all the things that you, you don't even know that you subconsciously are harboring from your childhood or your limiting beliefs and your subconscious fears, whatever is running the show, running your life to help you to figure out what those things are by looking at what your current life experiences are reflecting and then working your way backwards. Like, why am I creating this life experience? Because your human experience is a result of what you consume through your eyes, your ears, and your mouth and what your thoughts are creating essentially. Yes, you could. Well, you said it beautifully. And I say the same thing to people that, that we have so much in common, you and I, and we think the same way. Some of the things that you're saying, I, I've said so many times as well. Mm -hmm. um, if you could, if you could give a little bit of advice to some of our listeners out there who are, are really listening to every word that you're saying, what would you advise some people who are feeling um, afraid? to move forward with perhaps taking a risk because a lot of this, and you said it yourself earlier on during our conversation, you didn't know whether you were going to have a place back at the bank, but you said, what the heck, I'm gonna do it anyways. I'm gonna follow my dreams, gonna follow my heart. There's some people out there who have lost everything and they're in a place right now, Rita, as you know, uh, and you speak about it, um, of, of real hardship. What can you say that might encourage the hearts and minds of people who are listening right now? I would say that it happened for you. Whatever it is, look at what the lesson could be, where you're supposed to pay attention to, what you're supposed to pay attention to, where there might be a lesson, where you could possibly grow. Because it is, it is, it is 100% happening for you, not to you. I believe that even when people have everything and they think they're happy, everything's stripped away from them because that's not the true them. They're wearing a mask or they're deep down not happy or not living their purpose, not living their truth, not their, their highest self. And they get stripped away of all the things that make them them so that they don't have any of those things anymore. And they are forced to go through this whole dark night of the soul experience, asking those big questions. Who am I? Why am I here? What's the point of all this? Right. And so I think that that is truly something that you can take and go into deep reflection with and just know that whatever it is, it is for you. And I can say, you know, I, I can hear people saying right now or thinking, um, oh, that's easy for you to say because X, Y, and Z, you're in this and that position. But I'll tell you something. 
when I was in my early 20s, I was almost raped and murdered. And I have so much gratitude for that happening for me because it changed my life. Instead of in the moment, allowing that to break me, to destroy me, to have me spiral down into God knows what, I said immediately out loud, thank you, because I know I was going down a wrong path and this was to guide me back in a different direction. Mm, Wow, that's so powerful. And uh, yes, I was aware of that. And that was one of the questions I was going to ask you about. And thank you for bringing it up. I used to work with victims of sexual assault and child abuse. I was an investigator in the special victims unit uh, for several years. And it comes to mindset uh, at times to recognize that some things that happen to you are not, you know, going to define who you are or where you stay. Because a lot of victims used to blame themselves or blame their circumstances, what they were wearing, what they were drinking, what party they were going to. Whereas others, I found this strength in them who behaved exactly as you did. It's like, no, this is not going to destroy my life. This is not going to define me. Uh, that m- horrific a horrific incident um, that happened to you, but boy, did you ever, um, did you ever grow from that? How did you, how were you able to do that? Yeah, I remember feeling a little bit beat down from it for a, for a good week or two, at least I was sad and feeling like my mom was right how did I let this happen? Beating myself up for, you know, for that. I'm not, I'm I'm not superhuman, right? I felt my feelings. And that's the secret is that you feel your feelings and then you make peace with it. And then you release them. Mm. You don't store them. You don't carry them with you every day. That's why I'm able to talk about this and not get emotional or go back to that place. Because the other thing is about the brain, your brain, when you're living in the past, you're tricking it into thinking it's happening again. I love that you're nodding right now. You're oh, so- <laughs> oh, because you are talking my language. It's like I'm talking to uh, to a carbon copy of myself. <laughs> I've, I've said that so many times. There's a, what I've said to people and I continue to say to people. And if my listeners are listening, they know this already, but it's okay because the more you hear something, the more it sinks in. That is a fact. We have three personal time zones, the past, the present, and the future. What happened five minutes ago uh, we can revisit, but why, you know, mm-hmm. if it was something bad, it's, you know, you don't want to go to the poor me hotel and sit and, you know, take a room because that's got, like going to the Bates motel. You're never going to get out. Just like going to hotel, California, you ain't <laughs> never getting out. Uh, so what happened five minutes or five years or 15 years down the past happened, nothing you can do to change it. And as you said, so eloquently, let it go because mm-hmm. it cannot define you now. The, I'm going to skip the present at the moment. So I talked about the past, the future. Well, we can certainly plan for that, can't we? But as COVID-19 <laughs> has uh, taught us, you can make all the plans you want, but hey, that can change in a New York second. Not only that, time is not guaranteed for any person. We don't know how long we have on this earth. We just don't know. So we can plan, yes, good to plan, good to hope, good to dream, that's great. Yeah. But, but this time, right now, this moment in time, this is the most important moment of my life. I get to I get to share it with you. I get to be with you and talk with you. And we get to uh, share our ideas and just, you know, 
control the moment. And so that's why a lot of people who live in the past will never find happiness. A lot of people who live in the future and think about outcome are missing what's most important right now. I'm looking at you, very pretty girl. You got beautiful flowers behind you, nice plant. The conversation is so great. And this is what the present moment for us is like. What is your present moment right now? Because truly appreciate the moment that you're in. It won't come again. Yeah. I, I love everything that you just said. And it, you're right. It is like talking to a carbon copy of myself. <laughs> it's, it's so much fun. I love this. Um, but so when we're talking about the past and the present and the future, I always say that when you're thinking about the past, you're tricking your brain into thinking it's happening again. Then what you're doing is you're creating all those emotions back up and your body is going to basically fall right back into where you were. So you feel heated when you're telling the story, you'll tell it to whoever will listen. You're emitting that same energetic frequency. You're attracting more of that into your life. And when you're, when you bring yourself into the present, that is when you get to take a look at everywhere that you are, the, everything that's around you, the, the fact that you're able to walk and talk and see and hear the birds are flying in the sky. The sky is beautiful. No matter what the sky is blue, whether it's cloudy or not, the sun is there. The, the sky is blue. The clouds are covering it, whatever. It's still there. All these beautiful things around you, the trees we take for granted, the magnificence of the thing that is a tree. Have you ever stopped to just look at the trunk of a tree and go, damn, like how, <laughs> right? Like seriously, that is being in the present moment for me. I love observing everything in nature. I take my shoes off and I, I dig my, my toes into the soil and the sand at the beach. And just, I take in my environment every single day. And that is me being in the present moment. And with the future, what you, when you're thinking about trying to make something happen, that that's the whole thing of the of COVID and what you were mentioning in the future. When you're worrying about the future or trying to make something happen, you're forcing it. It's not going to flow. And whatever you want to happen and you're forcing, you're basically working against the flow and it'll just blow up in your face or some whatever is meant to happen will eventually happen. So I try to teach people to just surrender, to, uh, to know what it is that you want and to feel that it is possible and that it'll come, but the how is not something to worry about. Just know that whatever it is that you want, the outcome that you want will come either that or better, but surrender the how. Surrender the, the how you're going to get there. Don't worry about that part. Mm. And that's, that's the future tripping that we do. Like, oh, my future has to look like this. And you worry, worry, worry. And when you're thinking about these thoughts that are worrisome, that are fearful, you're attracting more of that into your life. You end up getting exactly what you're afraid of. Right. Yeah. Isn't that so true? Uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of people are just focused on outcome. And uh, by being focused on outcome, they are missing the journey. Not only are they missing the journey, they're missing using the, the energy, as you uh, described, the energy mm -hmm. of putting it into the now. Yeah. Because um, my cousin teaches high-performance uh, people, uh, race car drivers, uh, uh, athletes or whatever, um, about mindset. And that's what he says. He says, if you're thinking about winning the game, you're not playing the game. Mm -hmm. I and, love that. Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. I, I thought it was just absolutely brilliant because it's true. 
I was listening to a motivational speaker and an athlete, and he said the same thing. He says, right before I go out on the court, he says, I'm not thinking about who's going to win the game. I'm just kind of meditating for a few moments before I'm listening to a little bit of music or whatever, and I am going to go and I'm going to be in the moment because that's what I know how to do. That's when my knowledge, skills, and ability can be used. He says, if I worry about the outcome, he says, I have no control over that. And we have to re remember that there are certain things we cannot control, like COVID-19. We can't control the outcome of COVID-19. We don't know if we're going to catch it, whatever, what it's going to do. But what we can control is what we do about it for our lives, like mm -hmm. washing our hands and wearing our masks and maintaining uh, a social or uh, a physical distancing. So those are the things that we can control. Let's focus on the things that we can control. Yeah, and take some vitamin D and vitamin C and make a green juice and all the good things. Flood your body with immune boosting things, I would say. You know. I, I would too. And listen, <laughs> I, I have absolutely enjoyed every moment talking with you here today. And you've just dropped such wonderful pieces of, of uh, motivation that we can use. And thank you. How can people reach out to you, Rita? How can they get a hold of you as a coach? Uh, where can they go to know more about you? And I'm going to leave it in the, in the uh, notes as well. Awesome. Thank you. Yes, this has been such a joy. I love this. Um, so you can find me all over social media, almost every single platform, especially Instagram um, and Clubhouse would be at raw vegan Rita. And my website is just my name, RitaPira.com. And in my Instagram bio, I do have a coaching application that I'm offering a free group, so group coaching session once a month. So if you fill that out, you'll be contacted to join. And I would be happy to help anyone who feels like they resonated with anything that I shared today. And I answer all of my DMs myself. So thank you. Thank you, Rita, for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another insightful episode. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave your comments. For more information, check out our website at www.inspireus.ca. Remember, it's not what happens to us that matters most. It's how we respond to what happens to us that does. Stay strong and resilient. 